Are you a busy woman who at times struggles with reducing your daily stress? Do you know that you need to slow down but do not know how? If you're looking at reducing your daily stress, you're in the right place. My name is Denise Eckert and I welcome you to the Calm Your Daily Stress podcast. I just love interviewing guests so they can share their stress-reducing tips and techniques with you. Now, if you find this podcast helpful, please share it with someone who struggles with stress because lowering our stress will make us a better person, a happier partner, mom, friend, neighbor, etc. And the best part is happiness is contagious. Enjoy this episode. Hi there, it's Denise Eckert from Balanced New Coaching, and I help women in burnout or chronic stress create a more balanced lifestyle. And I'm always looking for unique, innovative ways to increase your quality of life. And today I have Rob Van Bergen from the Pain-Free for Life. So can you tell me a little bit about how you got involved with this? Sure. So I sort of fell into it, really. Um, Honestly, I've always been involved in microcurrent pretty much as long as I can remember. But at first, I was a patient more than anything else, right? So when I was younger, I had really bad scoliosis. And uh, nothing that my mom could do to help me would really fix it. Like I I tried um, osteopath chiropractor, you know, typical pain relief. Then we tried homeopathy, magnesium, some supplements, all those things. But any relief I did find was like temporary. Like a couple of days later, the pain would be back and nothing was correcting the curve, right? Um, So I was shorter than my peers and I experienced quite a bit of pain. And to top all that off, I had bad anxiety. And I, I like to connect the two. I think that being shorter being in pain all the time, missing school kind of made people bully me a little bit, I guess. And that ramped up my anxiety. So there was issues there. And I ended up getting trapped in that kind of pain stress cycle. I was a patient before I was a therapist and I was a success story. Microcurrent totally changed my life. Uh, my scoliosis lessened and was corrected. Um, and I was able to overcome my anxiety through the therapy as well. Though I do attribute quite a bit of that to being out of pain. Uh, but I never thought it would become my life. I was one of those people who did random things in school. I, I did an English degree. I did some anthropology. And ironically, I didn't like anthropology because I didn't want to learn the parts of the body. Um, but, you know, <laughs> so I went to business school um, and then I ended up working in my parents' clinic um, on the business uh, side of things, doing admin work. And I would watch them bring in patients. And after like 30 minutes of treatment, the patient would stand up and whatever was bothering would be fixed or at least lessened. I was just watching them and I did this, watch them day after day after day. And I thought, you know what, this is what I want to do too. So I kind of started studying through them because there's no real school of microcurrent and learning what they knew. Uh, But it wasn't enough for me to learn that. I had to be able to achieve some sort of health qualification if I ever hoped to treat people. And I did end up going to school and getting my uh, holistic health sciences degree and I got board certified and I was able to treat. So long story short, I guess, (laughs) there you go. (laughs) There you go. Well, I know that stress causes a lot of damage to the body and Mm -hmm. in turn will cause pain. What do you recommend for someone that is in burnout or that's experienced stress? And anxiety is one of the symptoms as well. Yeah. Well, I think uh, for us, we work... You know, primarily it started off with microcurrent therapy, but it quickly became apparent to us that you need a 
a whole protocol. You need to look at the whole body if you ever hope to get relief from these things. Mm -hmm. So we started, we created the HASHA protocol, which involves microcurrent, but it also involves stress reduction, nutrition, fitness, and sleep. And these things are, we consider them interactive elements. There's lots of people out there that talk about the pillars of health, right? And they always involve stress reduction. You know, we're talking about throwing out the five pillars and my dad turned around to me and he was like, Rob, pillars, what do pillars do, right? They hold up a roof. But if you lose one pillar, the roof still stays up. And he's like, ultimately, we're not talking about pillars here because if you lose your sleep, everything comes crumbling down. If you lose, if you're stressed all the time, everything comes crumbling down. So we, we name them the elements and we, we like to emphasize that they interact. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. If, you, if you're so stressed, you can't sleep. That makes you more stressed. That causes gut issues. You don't have the energy to move around and so on. And so we kind of want to establish a balance in all those things. But microcurrent therapy is our secret sauce. It's what we, we tie everything together with. Honestly, microcurrent is where we end up going to get people out of stress more than anything else. And we do that when you think about the uh, fight or flight response and the vagus nerve. We see that being the, the biggest deal of all. And the fight or flight, I mean, I'll talk about that a little bit because some people may not quite know what it is. So our typical stress response is fight or flight. It plays a huge role in pain and disease as well. And a lot of people don't really think about that. Uh, but it's what's meant to keep us alive in the face of danger, right? So the example we like to use often involves walking in the woods and there's an animal that shows up. We'll talk about a wolf. So there's a wolf in the woods. We're faced with three choices. We fight, we run or we risk being attacked and killed. So biologically, our bodies work this way. We don't have a choice. We enter fight or flight mode when faced with danger. Now we can't heal in fight or flight mode. It's impossible. Our body actually shuts down all of these non-essential functions. So you'll notice our digestion slows down. Despite what TV likes to show us, we very rarely pee ourselves when we're faced with fear or danger that's all turned off. It's not necessary. And, and healing, that's not important either. Because in the moment, if we don't shut down the system and allow the energy to go elsewhere so that we can survive, then we're dead. So we enter this mode as sort of a, a survival response. We run from the wolf, we survive, we exit fight or flight mode, we return to normal. And yeah, then we're able to heal. Sort of like we you mentioned burnout, right? We talk about adrenal burnout a lot. Um, and we're sort of like tapping into our adrenals as a battery to get us through the danger. When you, you talk about a wolf, a wolf is a very real perceived thing. It's a physical thing. But imagine instead of a wolf, that that perceived threat is a diagnosis or pain or persistent new illness, right? These threats are just as real as the wolf. And often we see patients kind of enter fight or flight mode due to their health concerns and not getting out of it. Because unlike the wolf, you can't really run away from your body, right? You're, you're stuck with it. And I don't know about you, but I, I, countless people I've worked with who have had cancer diagnoses, the thing that really starts making them go downhill is the diagnosis. It's when they sit down in that chair and the doctor says, you have cancer, that everything comes crashing down. So fight or flight, we enter this when we're faced with these dangers and it shuts down our healing response. And then we get another one of these vicious cycles person in pain gets stressed, 
fight or flight mode engages, pain is enhanced because the stress levels keep climbing and the enhanced pain causes more stress and so on. So it is that vicious cycle that we need to break if we truly want to heal. Well, I find too, and once you're in that vicious cycle, it creates a lot more health issues. Like if you're mm-hmm. not getting your sleep and then you almost create an anxiety around not sleeping. Cause I know myself when I was in burnout, you'd be lying there going, I need to sleep. And you almost get yourself in a frazzle with anxiety about not being able to sleep. And it's just, I find when people are in burnout, it's just so much anxiety. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it, it's huge. And we'll often, you know, patients will come to us and they'll say, you know, I don't want to deal with the emotional side of things. If you can't help me with the physical thing first, I don't want to get there. And it's harder. It becomes a lot harder when they don't want to deal with that stress part. They don't want to look at their life and say, you know, I'm not getting the support I need. Or, you know, my job is really stressing me out. And they can't take that into consideration. But when you can give them some level of pain relief, always they come back and they say, okay, now what's next? And then they're open to that stress thing. If you can't get rid of the anxiety, and I had anxiety, like bad anxiety. And it revisited me in college too. Um, I think if you can't get through that, like everything else seems to be just done, right? There's nothing worse. I think a lot of time it's causing the pain issues and it's causing the disease issues more than people want to give it credit for. Now, what kind of symptoms or um, do you, do you relieve with your treatments? So FDA wise, we're cleared for pain management. So that's the primary, um, the primary use is pain. So arthritis, anything that causes pain, there's a lot of things, but we do have treatments as well for things like anxiety, depression, um, as well as, you know, wound healing is one that's been really, really big. Um, we've seen a big explosion with that. And there's actually some studies being done at Stanford University to kind of prove that in clinical trials. Any real condition that people have, there's some way to provide some relief from it. But we always have to address things through the lens of that, those five elements, right? Like what's really going on here? You're a really stressed person. How's your sleep? Oh, you know, I get like four hours a night. I don't really sleep very well. Okay, so when did the pain start? After I, you know, had this incident, this stressful car accident and all these things. Um, and a lot of time you just got to unwind those those symptoms to find a root cause and and get rid of that root. Once you get rid of the root, everything's good to go. <laughs> yeah. And what do you find your success rate? Depends on the condition, um, but we're at least in the high 80% success rate for people. Um, a lot of what we do is we treat, we, we used to bring people into the clinic, but we're in Vancouver, BC, um, or Vancouver Island, high up in the mountains, pretty much. So people would fly in. It's not really realistic anymore. The best method we've found is we get people the equipment. When they have the equipment, we teach them how to use it. And we've sort of set up a network of, of treatment coordinators. Everyone gets one-on-one support and all of these things. And it's actually very empowering to watch people being able to take their lives back, you know, um, and they do it themselves. And I think there's a level to that that makes them, it really helps with the stress of things. Cause then they think, you know what, if I, next time I, I fall and hurt myself really badly, I don't have to rush to the ER and I can do this myself. 
Or if I'm finding I have a particularly stressful day, I can hook myself up and I can use my alpha treatments to reduce my stress levels. Um, and I've had people even want to put themselves in stress mode so that they can get through the housework. So, <laughs> I, I mean, we've seen it all, really, but it, it's all about patient empowerment for us. So you can use the, the built-in electrodes on the back to treat. You don't need anything else. There's no, like a TENS machine has a lot of pads you can hook up. We have those. Don't highly encourage them, um, but you can use them if you want. You can attach like long wands to them to give yourself more reach. And in essence, what you do is you just turn them on and it gives you a small little prickle in the skin. just feels like a tingle. And then you move it over the area where the problem is. You have different programs for different things. So if you've, if you're dealing with pain, certain frequencies work better with pain than others for stimulating the vagus nerve. Really specifically, we want like low, low frequencies. Um, I should practice this. I would do on every, every interview or whatever. Don't use a tens machine to try and stimulate your vagus nerve. It's really bad. And I've had patients that have watched videos with us and done it. So I always try and tell people. Um, and they've thrown them out six months to a year of kind of throwing their, their body completely out of whack because a tens unit is a thousand times stronger than microcurrent at even at its highest point. So there's a lot of power going into the body and they're designed to paralyze nerves more than they are to, um, to fix the body. Whereas these, it's like, let's take the same signals the brain uses to communicate with your body and put them in. So it's, it's kind of like a, a hack. We can hack the, the body and the brain and ask the brain to do the healing work that it's very capable of doing, but it's just lazy and doesn't want to do half the time. <laughs> yeah, I find with the other machines, people tend to want to feel that jolt, you know? Yeah. And that's not, I mean, if you're constantly jolting your muscles and your nerves, it's, uh, can't, I can see that being very damaging, especially think- if they're in stress. Yeah. Know? or you know you've got just something going on yeah i think there's, there's there's some big amplifications that you can cause the amplifying your problem by doing that you know we're, we're looking for a gentle tingle and and people get a little bit confused because some of our devices don't even have a power gauge on them because it's always to comfort right so it's just i'll have patients say to me well you know i, I on some of them they do have a power gauge like well i set it to 50 power and then the next day i have to go up to 200 power and it's it's how is your body, how's your conductivity? Have you been drinking water? Are your cells really functioning well? Are you well energized? Did you sleep? Like what's going on? It will change from minute to minute as to how conductive your skin is. There's no need for this power gauge. It's all about comfortable tingling and pushing the pain saying, well, I'm going to ramp up the power because it's going to work better. It doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I see that a lot. I mean, even with massage therapy, People were like, no pain, no gain. And uh-huh. I go to other massage therapists where they do different techniques and it's no pain at all, but it does the same. You know, it's mm-hmm. just someone's perception on this. It's I've seen I've seen similar things with chiropractors. Some chiropractors do like full body, like they just crack you all over. Others are like, okay, I'm going to do the tiniest little pop and that'll fix everything. And it does get the same results. Um, but it's how much do you want to interfere with the body's ability to heal itself versus, you know, your manual manipulation. And I I think a lot of the time, no, the treatment doesn't really last longer than three minutes without devices. 
And the goal is get in there, send the signals, give yourself a bit of relief, and then let the brain and the body do the rest, right? They're totally capable of doing it. They just need to be given time. Now, if someone was to get involved, how often would they have to give themselves treatment? So it does depend on the condition. The the most lengthy treatments, I would say, are people with autoimmune conditions, because there's a lot going on there. Um, Vagus nerve stimulation becomes a huge part of autoimmune um, condition treatment. And we recommend that for three minutes, four times a day, people in that situation. So it's 12 minutes a day of that. But then there are other treatments as well. General rule of thumb is you don't want to treat yourself for more than 30 minutes on one spot a day. Um, and you can end up just not making any positive change because you just end up going and going and going and you might make it even sore because you're overworking it. Yeah. So it's short treatments, you know, and, and guided treatments too. Like we're not, we don't just throw people, give someone a device and say, good luck, you're on your own. We're, you know, we got manuals, we've got training videos, we've got um, the treatment coordinators, everyone gets one-on-one support for that reason. We just don't want to, we don't want to make it confusing for people because it's different, but it works so well when people comply and, and, and follow the treatment protocols. Okay. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, let's see. I think it's important to let people know that, you know, no condition is really beyond help. You know, everything you, we mentioned earlier, symptoms versus, um, root cause, you know, some conditions are really hard to deal with the root cause, but the symptoms can be addressed. And yes, it may be that you're getting your relief from the device rather than medication, but the device doesn't have any negative side effects in the same way that medications do. And that that medication cycle, whether it be for disease or illness, I, I hate seeing it because it's so addictive. But not only is it addictive, but it's damaging, right? And you get to that point where you're trying to get quality of life and that quality of life extends into it no longer working at all. And then you've got nothing because you are totally, totally broken down. And that's when it becomes really hard for us to, to get people out of it. My advice is always, if you think this might be an option, we have a 30-day money-back guarantee, get on board and try it. Because if it doesn't work, worst thing is, you just got to mail it back to us. But if it does, it could change your life. And if you get in early, then it's going to be so much easier to deal with whatever your health concern is than if you wait 10 years. Absolutely. So if someone was interested in um, you know, getting involved with this, what do they need to do? So I always recommend people, you know, people are naturally inquisitive. They want to learn a little bit more about it. I would head on over to our website at painfreeforlife.com. If you go there, you can browse around at our blog. Um, You can schedule a call with me, or you can just sort of download some eBooks and see what it's all about. Uh, But they can also, if they're on Facebook, they can find us on Facebook or Pain Free for Life as well. We have a very active support group on there. And I think people find it extremely helpful to ask other people how treatment's gone for them and if there's anyone similar to them and to their condition on there. Um, the support group's filled with practitioners, but it's also filled with clients too, like home users, like many people, many of the listeners who have, who are looking for answers. And I found that, um, just getting in there and asking those questions is one of the best ways to get in contact with us. 
Well, and that and getting support too, as you said, everybody's different. And if you yeah. can partner yourself with someone that's got something similar to what you have and share feedback and, sh- you know, support each other is very yeah. important. Yeah. And everyone, you know, as you say, everyone being different is super important. Um, and that's one of the reasons we have the one-on-one treatments. We're all saying to people, you know, if it does, we have a protocol for this. Mm-hmm. but it may not work for you. If it doesn't work, let us know. Don't just say, oh, it didn't work and put the device on the shelf and let it gather dust because chances are there's something blocking it working. We just need to remove that obstacle and then it could, it could work for them. So it's always, and, and that being able to ask people, as you say, finding similar needs and conditions, you can get feedback from people that have almost identical symptoms to you, which is very helpful. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much for your time today, Rob. Oh, thank you. It was a pleasure to be here. Thank you for listening to the Calm Your Daily Stress Podcast. Have you ever wondered what your stress personality is? Are you a self-care goddess or a burnout queen? Well, you can find out by taking my free quiz. You just need to go to www.stressquiz.info to find out where you rank. Sending you love and peace and I'll see you in the next episode.